Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the Hop Edition podcast. Um, it's just Chris and I uh, tonight, and we're going to be bringing you a commercial beer podcast. Uh, so we've been a little lazy on the planning. We felt since it was only two of us, we'd just kick back and have a couple of beers. Uh, so this is episode 33. No, 36. 36. Thanks, Chris. Ish. I wasn't sure. You kind of gave me the three. As in this is the third commercial beer. Yeah. This is the third commercial podcast. This is the third commercial podcast. If you tuned in on Thursday, we did a... <laughs> you would have heard the second one. Yeah, the second one. We did a little cheeky, impromptu uh, uh, commercial pod. It was just the one beer. Tonight, we're going to be reviewing two beers each, so... Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's kick back. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Let's kick yeah. back and enjoy some beers and uh, talk about beer and um, and have have some laughs. Yeah, because that's what this is all about. Okay, we were getting a bit too serious talking about things like water chemistry and stuff. And the reality is, what we really need to do is every so often, everybody just needs to chill. All right, chill out. So put your, put your slippers on. Grab a dressing gown or let it all hang loose, whichever way you want to fly. Not you, Owen. Hold on. <laughs> just getting my tr- You're moving back. I'm just taking my trousers off. <laughs> Dropping trout. <laughs> just chill out, put your feet up, kick back, have a bevy with us, listen to us talk shit about beer, and just generally have a bit of a laugh and a giggle because sometimes life gets too serious and sometimes you just need a good laugh. And I think. I think that's what me and Owen are hoping to provide tonight. Uh, hopefully me talking about rubbing chilli in my eyes is has probably started you all laughing pretty well. So we'll we'll see where we end up with this one. So, Owen, what have you been up to the last couple of days, man? Um, well, it's the little boy's birthday tomorrow. Oh, wicked. So uh, <clears throat> today was uh, making cake and um, I went and got my hair cut. As you can tell, yeah. And um, had Ooh. visitors, family visitors, um, you know, do all that whole whole fun stuff. And then we're off to Legoland tomorrow. So if, um, that's why I've got to behave myself this evening. It's just two beers. Because I have to be up Well, gel, mate. You know, all that sort of stuff. What was I do Friday? Oh, I had, um, I had a half day off work. Jack had his first day at... Or his second day at school, actually. It was just the morning. So I had to pick him up. And um, we went and played uh, Crazy Golf. Which was fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah, there's like this funny... You'd love it, right? There's this themed mini golf, crazy golf, putt-putt, whatever you call it in your uh, country, uh, for those that are listening. Um, And it's got dinosaurs. It's got... Full life size animatronic dinosaurs, but Mate, but they've you're making me jealous. They've decided that dinosaurs wasn't enough, and they've decided to sort of blend dinosaurs with Vikings. Wicked, yeah, because everyone knows that they overlapped in the uh, the analogs of history. Well, there are some people who believe that dinosaurs and humans overlapped, but what can we say? Um, this, you're making me jealous, mate. It was fun. 
You're making me jealous. It was fun. I won. Jack did get two holes in one, though, which was pretty How many impressive. Did you get? I only got one. So basically, what you're telling me is your son's better than you at crazy golf. Well, he he scored 99 through 18 holes. I scored 47, and I did putt left-handed for about six of those holes. So ba- basically, what you're telling me is he's better than you because his score was higher. Uh, yeah, that's definitely how it works. Yeah, yeah. Not being a golfist myself, I don't have any golf bats. No, he, so he got the higher score, therefore he won. Yeah. There you go. That's how we roll. That's, that's how that's how crazy golf works. That's how it is. Yeah, what have you yeah, been man. up to? Well, Friday I was at work, and then we had beer club at work, um, after work, where we sampled a bottle of 12-year-old dark lager from Brittany. Wow. Somebody had a bottle in the back of his shed, and I'll be honest, I kind of wish he'd left it there. Um, It was sherry with caramel flavours, and it was the most hideous thing I've ever drunk in my life. So just incredibly oxidised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was basically jammed. Um, (laughs) It was pretty rank. It was jammy Um, sherry. (laughs) The other beers were all right, though. We had... um, we had uh, Harrison's Brewery, which I, obviously I, I supplied, uh, Raspberry Sour, which was really nice. Almost made one person's head turn inside out. Really? Wow. It was way better than three-year-old Bishop's Finger. That was pretty rank, Adam. Um, and then what did we have after that? Then we had... Uh, we, had uh, we actually had a beer I'm going to review in a minute, so I can't tell you about that one. And then we had the rank one. And then we had, I think that was it. I think we only had three, but there's like twelve of us in a room, so you get like that much in the bottom of a of a wine glass, and it's more about the tasting and just having a laugh more than anything else. Yeah. So, bit bit of team bonding at the end of a Friday, sounds... uh, which considering I'm supposed to finish at half three, yeah. uh, and didn't actually start until quarter past four, annoyed me slightly. Mm. But you know what can you do? Teachers worth I mean. worth hanging around for there. It was, mate. It was. Aside from that weird bottle, but yeah, it was good. It was. Um, it was all right. And today, literally, my ass has not touched a seat since ten past six this morning. Wow. I have been full on. Used in the again. Still in Germany, used. Do you? Uh, do you want to give us some details, or is it just quite, what today? Quite mundane or. Oh, um, first thing, shopping, second thing, uh, cleaning the house, third thing, uh, started cooking, then some more cleaning because the kids decided to destroy everything, and then an inventory of the chest freezer, which is just there, and then, uh, what did I do after that? Uh, Then it was a bit more cleaning, then cooking, so today I've, well, I say I, the wife, has cooked, uh, I just did the prep, I'm basically a sous chef bitch. Um, because I can cut things and she can't. It's not just it's um, not just sous chef though, is it? It's it's probably more just the bitch, bitch bit. <laughs> bitch, yeah. Um, and then we had uh, we've been cooking, so we've done a chili, we've done some kima, cottage pie, uh, and I also did uh, fish butties for tea, which was really nice. Uh, so I did a made a beer batter, dipped some cod loin in it, and then deep fried it. Put it between two slices of bread with some onion rings and a bit Oof. of mayo. It was lovely. That sounds like filth. 
It was dirt, mate, but I ate three of them just to make sure it weren't bad. Sounds lovely. I made, uh, I forgot to mention, I made a Guinness cake. Have you, oh, have mate, you ever had Guinness cake? Once. Uh, it's our kind of go to, it's the only cake we ever make. And uh, basically, I doubled up on the recipe. So I effectively made two of them. And then I sliced them both in half. Oh, four decker. And then I went, <laughs> I just went four decker cake. And I swear to God, it was probably about nine inches tall. And then, Mate, uh, you got to love a quad deck. And then topped it with sweets. Um, it was pretty. What, like? Pretty awesome. Maltesers and shit. No, um, Jack wanted a, a blue sweet cake. So he just bought a bag of, like, mixed blue sweets and just chucked all of that on there. So the kids have had, like, a horrendous amount of sugar today but did they crash hard when it came to bedtime they one of them did the other did not tolerance yeah something like that <laughs> something like that i made i made the beer batter for the fish with uh, a, a pint of my medicine <laughs> which went down really well yeah nice have you just knocked- i um no i've not knocked anything over i nearly did in fact, I'm going to give a quick shout out to uh, to Derek Hodge. Thank you for your oatmeal stout that made my uh, my Guinness cake. So thanks for that, Derek. I also want to give a shout out. I had my first beer mail for quite a while today, and it was from the one, the only uh, Mr. Luke, whose surname Stevens. I can't remember in a minute. Stevens. That's the one, Luke Stevens. Um, uh, Shaky himself, and um, he sent me a bottle of the Southern Jesse pills. I was also fortunate enough to receive a bottle of it, so thank you from me as well, Luke. Am I the only one who thinks it's literally the clearest beer you've ever seen in your life? Uh, it's it's up there, isn't it? It's up there. <laughs> I mean, clarity. Yeah, it was pretty outrageous. Yeah, it's sweet. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to drinking that one. Uh, oh my God, what's happened here? Right, there we go, we're back. Now, I think today what we need to do is we need to get into the beers. And since I went first on Thursday, mate, yeah, I think you need to go first today. I will. So I've, um, I've got a beer from actually a brewery that I've had a few, a couple of beers. It's probably maybe only the second but I've been impressed with the both of them. It's not Verdant, then, is it's it? It's not, no. It is an Italian brewery called Ooh. Crack. So I'm, Owen's I'm, on the crack tonight. I'm on the crack tonight. Um, I'm not sure whether it actually is pronounced Crack, but it's C-R slash A-K. And they're... Um, crack. They're an Italian brewery who are based in... Um, don't know where are they somewhere in italy campo de sego if anyone knows where that is um it's not a very big country though is it really no um, i'll look it up if you like i'll tell you roughly where it is because i haven't got a clue um and it is a wheat ipa which uh this came in a i think kind of a mixed case of sort of beers. It was like seven or eight beers. I think it was actually supposed to be a lager 
I think it did anyway. It was like a lager sort of case that I got from Honest Brew. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe I just actually ordered this. Um, <clears throat> and it's really very good. So I'm guessing a wheat IPA is going to be most likely a Pilsner and wheat grist. I'm guessing. Is it super light? It's uh, it's not super light. I mean, it's coming in at 7%. So the ABV... No, I meant colour. Oh, the colour. Yeah, the colours. I mean, it's orangey, quite light. It is pretty light. It's got a little orange tinge to it. Um, nice. Coming at 7%. So I'm guessing it's kind of 50-50 wheat and pills now. Um, but it's uh, got the whole kind of almost New England treatment. So it's um, it's got that mega hop aroma. Um, it's super juicy, got a, a good level of tropicality to it. It's got, it's got that whole, um, kind of overripe mango and orange nice. vibe. Yeah. So I think that's probably like a good whack of, I would say maybe like mosaic. It doesn't actually say what hops are in it, but I'm going to be guessing mosaics featuring in there bring in that kind of mangoey thing. I could be wrong. That sounds amazeballs. Yeah, it's actually very, very, very nice. I'm really, really pleased with it. Carbonation's on point. Body's great, because I've no doubt the wheat's really contributed to that. And, um, yeah, super impressed. So I'm going to... I quite often just sort of skip past this brewery. Um, but now I've had a couple of their beers. I'm, I think I'm going to be exploring some more because uh so this beer for everyone's uh benefits called paso carabiel or carabal c-a-r-r-a-b-i-l-e i've no idea i don't speak much italian it's got a, a kind of hipster kind of looking guy drinking a can that of it looks like stewie but, but yeah it does look a bit like stewie prince actually Stewie, are you moonlighting as an Italian brewer? I'm not sure if Stewie has any really awful tattoos in his arm, though, so... Um, yeah, I'm not too sure who that is, or who it's supposed to be. Let's conclude... Random hipster. Let's, let's conclude it's Stuart Prince. We'll go with that. Stewie, you need to get a tattoo to match that, mate. Yeah, you need to get a tattoo of uh, a, a, what looks like a dagger uh, with maybe wings and... Um, and someone shaking a pot of pepper. Okay, right. I mean, weird, but let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Ghost you. Off you go. So, I'm guessing that you're quite enjoying this one. I am. I'm very much enjoying this beer. Uh, Is it flicking your bean? Almost definitely. Fat. Quick update on where these guys are based. Uh, not too far from Venice. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So it's uh, it looks quite like an old school place, bit of an enclave type. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we're not here to talk about the uh, the geography of Italy. Um, no, but what we're here to talk about is the beers from Italy. Correct. So strong effort from our strong from our Italian brethren. Are we going to rank it? Cheers. Yeah, I'll um, I'll give it, <clears throat> I'll give it a um. A 7.8. Okay. Well, 
I'm jealous. I need a can of that. So you're gonna have to properly like send me a picture and stuff so I can order some. Tell you what it reminds this. So just tell you tell you what it reminds me of. Of if you've ever had Verdant one more PSI. Yes. Tastes a little bit like that. Mm. Very very low bitterness. Super juicy. Nice solid beer. Anyway, Chris, you were going to talk about what beer you're drinking. I, I was because I'm actually really enjoying this one. Good. And um, it won't be a surprise to many people who've been following recently that uh, I am currently riding the cock of the sour train right now. Oh, yes. Um, And a brewery that's very local to me, a brewery that I love very much, a brewery that Owen and Graham... And a few of the other lads are going to be visiting with me in October. Announced, I don't know whether it's a new beer, but I do think that it is a new beer to me. And it is Slippery Customer by Wild Child. Did they name now? Did, that, did they name that after you? They must have done. They must have seen how much lube I use. Um, this is a raspberry and lemon sour. And the interesting thing that I've been reading on the back, which you guys can now read, is it has water, malted barley, wheat, hops, yeast, fruit puree, and lactobacillus plantarum. Yeah. Which I've never heard of lactobacillus plantarum before. And I did a little bit of research, and it turns out that it's actually one of those, one of those lactobacilli which um, I really should have... Whoa, Owen's died. No, he's back. Owen's back. Sorry, mate. Very strange. Hang on. Is that going to reflect? Nope. Yep. It's, yep. There we go. Right, it's happening yep. on YouTube right I'll now. I'll have back up. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, yeah, um, I had to get this one mainly because I've had raspberry sours, I've had lemon sours, I've never had a raspberry and lemon sour. Sorry, I missed. I'm sure everyone else heard it, but I missed the last bit about your research on uh, lactobacillus. Uh, basically, it's 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 a lactose strain that I really should have been looking at because they're they're quite. Uh, it's quite. Um, it's not a mega aggressive lactobacillus strain. Mm. It's quite a chill one, so it's one that I'm going to look at, and maybe when I get around to making my own sour. I might actually look at that that lactose strain as my as my ding dong if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, because I think that's so. It's obviously a kettle sour. Um, uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that is what I used for my kettle sour. Um, pretty <sighs> sure it's a good beer. That it might be the same stuff. I'd have to look it up. So essentially, what you get when the, with the flavour of this beer is. So I will always liken it back to somebody that I know. So when Luke Stevens sent me his raspberry sour, the first hit on your tongue when you take a drink is straight raspberry. You get fruity raspberry, mm. and then at the end of that fruity raspberry, you get a drop off with a touch of sweetness before the sour kicks in. Yeah, at least. That's what happens in my mouth. With this one, you get a massive blast of raspberry followed by this twang of lemon. This kind of kick in the roof of your mouth of lemon. And then just a touch of sweetness 
and then you get sour that just continues afterwards. Nice. It's it's a really well balanced sour. Considering I'm still, you know, I barely popped my sour cherry. Although with the amount that I had at the craft beer festival, probably slightly more than popped it. <laughs> um, this is one of those beers where I will be buying more, not because I want to you know train myself up on sours or anything because i believe this will make an absolutely fantastic tv beer yeah i just think it would go so well with a curry as to be untrue well, it's, it's, i think this banger it's probably a good palate cleanser right to go with with yeah. quite a strong flavor of food that's going to be ideal just to clean your palate and yeah uh, is it? Cause, no, I get I get well, a sense like when you when you see when I see a sour with lemon in it, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah that's gonna be sour. That's gonna have a good wallop of sour. It, it's sour. Yeah, and and sometimes I'm <laughs> like, you know, I think I talked about this on on maybe on Thursday, or was it the first first uh, commercial podcast? I was like, you know, the sourness. I like a little mid-range of sourness. I don't like anything horrendously sour. I think that's probably... There, there is a sweetness at the end. Yeah. So after the sours run its course and, like, twanged your tongue, you do get just a little sweetness just flowing off of the end from the raspberry. That sounds great. It's, it's nice. Well, to be fair, if you want me to, I'll nip down to the brewery on Monday and I'll pick another four cans up, stick them in the fridge and save them for October. Yeah, that's thumbs up from me, Chris. Golden, I'll do that for you, mate. Oh, thanks, bud. Um, this this is a fantastic beer for those of you who don't know Wild Child, and we've got a few people who listen who, for some reason, don't know Wild Child. Kia and his boy and his missus, who are, who, who are the three who work at the company, they produce some absolutely top-notch kind of. I won't say out there beers because they're not out there. They do a really strong line of West Coast IPAs. They do a really strong line of New England IPAs. And they do an exceptional line of dark beers. Um, but the the main thing for me is they're pushing left and right. And they're, they're kind of they're poking different parts of the market. And for me, this sour is bang on. I wouldn't rate it quite as highly as a sour beer as the um, the Cal whatever it is lime and tangerine creme brulee one from Omnipolo, mm. but this I mean it's it's up there, mate. It's up how there. many uh, how many cans of that said beer have you ordered recently? Um, not very many at all. <laughs> is that? Ten fingers you've got raised. Yeah. 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 You, well, I've already had five, and I've ordered another five. Very nice. So Chris uh, Chris was kind enough to send me a link to where he found these cans, yeah. which were actually on sale as well, right? But they, I know. But they were only... Four quid a can. But, but they were only 330s, right? Well, they only sell that beer in 330s. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going on there, and then I think it was 16 other beers... Later, uh, I've got a rather large order arriving from the uh, where was it? It was the beer merchants. beer merchants, which was the it was actually the stand 
that they were the they, ones at LCBF. They yeah. were selling, uh, not selling, serving uh, that uh, Omni Polo Sour. Um, but I ended up just getting sucked into the Belgian beers that they had. Um, so You're, you've basically got a case of horse hair. Yeah, I had, I had a whole a case of goat. I had a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of Belgian beers. Um, a few kind of mixed firm. We've got another bottle of Cantillon on the way, although this one's like a fruited Cantillon, so it wasn't as expensive. And then I also ordered a, a can of uh, Omnipolo Bianca. So I think it's like the... the yeah. That's the IPA, isn't the, it? The, yeah, no, it's like an 11% uh, mental beer. It's like fruit. I thought the... I thought, that, oh no, is that Fruit the fruited crazy. goat? Yeah, like the fruited pancake maple. Add as many object- adjectives as you like. <laughs> IPA or whatever. But I've heard... That does sound amazing. I've heard they're not really like beer, but they're apparently absolutely amazing. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, um, we've just had a... Well, I say just, it's been there a while. Graham Hughes has just posted up that... Uh, his missus is going to give him a wild child shopping list when he comes up in October. Oh, nice. So, yeah, if I were you, Graham, I'd bring some cash, mate, because you're going to need it. She's going to need a T-shirt and a hoodie and a hat and some extra glasses, as well as at least four of every beer that they have on. You sorting your boy so. here out here. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, go back to wild child, mate. mate. They didn't, did they not receive... An award for world's best beer for one of their, or like uh, brownie huntress. It was brownie huntress, wasn't it? Was it brownie huntress or was it? Um, it was in. It was the uh, beastmaster. I thought it was the imperial brownie huntress. Yeah, beastmaster. And it was it was an award from the world craft beer awards or something, wasn't it? Yeah, they they're clearly doing something like right. they know they they know they know how to brew, and they make really interesting beers. I think that's the key. They do. that that's what keeps me going back. Is I mean, I've 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 raved about Siege of Cartoon. Their beers are fantastic. But whoever it was, and I, I've said this to Kier on many occasions. I've asked him how much weed he was smoking when he came up with the recipe for Siege of Cartoon, because it's a peanut butter and banana porter and it fucking blows me away every single time I drink that beer I've got four cans in the fridge at the side of me at the minute I didn't, I didn't think you liked peanut in a beer peanut butter and banana mate you can't go wrong yeah I mean that is pretty solid no? it is it's good uh, it, so yeah it was Beastmaster actually it, I thought it was uh, Beastmaster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah for some reason the World Beer Awards uh, website is having some problems. Server error. Is it? Is it redirecting you to Tub Girl? Uh, no, it's not. Thankfully. Okay. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, so yeah, uh, rating out of ten for this beer, purely based on the fact that I've not had anything like it before. I've not had a raspberry and lemon sour. Based purely on the fact of the aftertaste, which is why I keep sipping it. So I keep the aftertaste going. I'm going to rank this a solid 7.8. Nice. Was that the same score as I gave my bit? Was it? I think it might be. 
Well, then we've had two good beers. Or did I did I give mine a seven point six? I don't know. I can't remember. I wasn't now. listening. Maybe the chat can help us out with that. What did Owen rank his beer as? Was it seven six or seven eight? Uh, we, we've come out of the uh, out the gates hot tonight, Chris. Out the gates. We hot. have. And to be fair, based on my next beer, it's only going to get better. Yeah, I'm. I've got high hopes for my next beer. It's a style of beer I've been wanting to try for oh. a long time. Wow, the, Owen's going to pop his cherry on something. I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, funny backstory. I actually, oh, I actually did buy a this specific style of beer from this brewery, which is Wildcard. Yeah. Have you guys? Have you had any beers from Wildcard? I haven't, but I have heard of them. So they're down in Walthamstow, in London, and they do make just like E seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Right, E seventeen. They make some cracking beers. And I bought this specific style of beer amongst other beers uh, and with the intention of drinking them and ended up getting into uh, some whiskey with my brother-in-law. Oh, and in fact, finishing off his four-bottle whiskey collection one night. Oh, uh, didn't get around to drinking said beer. And the next day, you can imagine perhaps... It wasn't at the top of my list of things to consume, and uh, and then I never got to tr- and breakfast then I never got to try it. So yeah. I'm making good on the uh, on the error of my ways. Well, what can I say? I mean, I think we need to do what we do on every single one of these commercial podcasts at the moment, which is we need to take a little break. Yeah, we need to chill out. We need to. I think we need to discuss something new in the world of brewing, because. I know we have quite a few people um, of the of the Antipodean persuasion who listen to this podcast. People are like, look at that. Look at that. That's what happens when I cook. All the fat stains on my T-shirt. I thought you, were, um, I thought you might have just been dribbling from that sour. Nah. From the sour. <laughs> I, I do have a lot of saliva in my mouth. <laughs> um, no, um, that's from cooking fish. Bastard spat at me. Um... So we've got a lot of Antipodeans who listen to this podcast. We're, we're um, I won't say we're huge in Australia because Australia is pretty fucking massive, and I'm, you know, I'm a fat guy, but um, we we do have quite a few listeners over in Australia and Cheeky Peaks. So if you're listening to this podcast and you you are a member of the Cheeky Peaks group, or if you're an Australian who listens to this who's not a member of the Cheeky Peaks group, they have just released their own line of fermenters. I saw this. I've, I've seen a lot of noise about this on social media. Yes. And their uh, Chronicle Unitank, I think it is. I think is. they are stainless steel Unitanks. And it looks pimping. Like, pimping. It looks good. Unfortunately, being as we're in the UK, we'll never get to see them. No. And not unless Ever. not unless we're taking a very long journey to go yeah. check one out. I mean, but that's a hell of a journey to make. Yeah, just to see some fermenters. Um, I've, I mean, I've taken journeys for less. I think I've sort of like I don't know psychologically just not really looked at them in great detail because I've gone. I'm never going to have one of those. So I I'm, mean, look at the side of me. So I'm not firmzilla. Exactly box. right. Um, 
So I need to go check them out. I need to go have a look at how wonderful these they look uni tanks really are. Nice. They look really nice. I'm intrigued. Right. Cheeky Peaks. I mean, these guys, just on a side note, Cheeky Peaks, they've really like massively grown their um, Facebook group. You know, I kind of remember it, well, since I've joined it, I think it's just gone from just stride, stride by stride, really. And it's great to see so many people driving a good group. I think they are the Malt Miller of Australia, though, aren't they? Are they? They're, they're pushing it hardcore, let's put it that way. Um, Ooh, yes. What's it? Cheaper than a stainless steel 14-gallon uni tank. Yes, they are, Adam. And they probably still would be if you imported one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Who'd, who'd, who do we know has got a 14-gallon stainless steel SS Brutech uni tank? Don't know. Didn't he have to rewire his house and sell a child? <laughs> anyway, at least a kidney. That's that's actually <laughs> whose kidney I've got in the books. <laughs> and you're going to have it with some fava beans and a nice Chianti, aren't you? <laughs> that's the one. No, I mean, I've 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 checked out these fermenters, and I have to say, if I had disposable income at the moment, I would probably be buying one of they those. They look pretty sweet. I mean, to be fair, it looks like they've got kind of a range of. Fermenters, like conical fermenters that aren't uni tanks, because it looks a bit like they've just got lids. Although I'm not sure if they are like, um, what's uh, like clamped lids? Maybe they are no, pressure rated. Like they're. I don't think they are. Not not the standard sort of chronicles or conicals yeah but then it. they've got these like actual uni tanks which which the smallest one in fairness is 70 litres I mean that's pretty much 14 gallon isn't yeah, it yeah that's your 14 gallon and then they've got the 105 litre I mean we know somebody who looks like a bollard who might be interested in one of them so what's 105 litres that pretty much a whole barrel that's a barrel system in there mm, half barrel uh, half barrel would be like 80 70 litres let's know. find out I used, to, I used to work in a brewery and I've still got no idea about fucking brewers barrel barrel a barrel is 136 litres well there you go it's 136.274824 litres so, um, if we're being exact, uh, but I would imagine our Australian brethren probably don't adhere to that old English measurement of barrels and firkins. And no, they probably do. Polypins. That's the thing about Australia. You go to Australia, mate, and they hang on to some weird <laughs> shit. They really do. You know, uh, I mean, to be fair, if there were as many things in my country that could fucking kill me, I'd probably do the same. No. Nah. There is literally a spider in Australia that lives underneath toilet seats and bites you on the arse when you sit down to take a crap. Yeah, that seems unfair, doesn't it? And plus, there's like a billion snakes out there that'll kill you that just want to be inside your house. There's fucking spiders everywhere. Fucking dingoes will take you down if you're a small child. 
you know yeah, what I mean? It, yeah, this is true. This is true. I would be I would be walking around with an M60 strapped to my <laughs> chest if I was living in Australia and fucking shooting everything that moved. In, fa- in fairness, text. in fairness, there is an awful lot of people that live in Australia that seem to get by year by year quite just just fine. They seem they just don't give a fuck. They seem to live with That's it. That's what Australians just don't give a fuck. They just don't. It's like, nah, mate, everything over here will kill you, but we don't give a shit. That's what it is. You've got fucking Steve Irwin. Wow, this is the deadliest snake in the world, and I'm going to shove my thumb up its ass. He's fucking... He wrestled crocodiles, for fuck's sake. The man was a legend. Australians are just hardcore. Uh, Yeah, that was a a genuinely sad day when Steve Irwin left this planet. Um... Have you seen his son? I have, yeah. He's... His son's 50 times more mental. Yeah, I could imagine. He's a very good <laughs> photographer, as I discovered the other day. Who is son? Yeah, he takes some like insane wildlife kind of... Because he's so crazy, he's just getting like photos <laughs> of, like I don't know, a snake's tonsils or something. Oh, you know. as fuck. And I also saw a video of Steve Irwin surfing the other day. No. And he was like surfing, like in his uniform. So he had his, he oh, had his awesome. like khaki shorts, his khaki shirt, his boots on, <laughs> and he's just absolutely shredding. Fucking legend! Like, seriously shredding it. Um, what a legend! Yeah, he was just insane. That guy, just what a guy. He was awesome, and the thing he was, was hero, um, it, on 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 a serious note. Okay, aside from all the crazy Australian lingo. The man actually genuinely cared about wildlife conservation. He did. He genuinely gave a shit. He genuinely wanted to protect animals. And he genuinely wanted to leave them in as close to their natural habitat as he could. He was fucking awesome. I used to I used to love watching his TV show when I was a nipper. I really did. He was fucking awesome. So he started... Didn't he start Australia Zoo? Yeah. Um... Which is still going today, which is awesome. I've actually been there, and they have some insanely large crocodiles there. Yeah, just there was one. Um, there's a there's a village of people in. I think it's. I might be wrong on the place. I think it might be India or somewhere like that where they've got saltwater crocodiles, and these saltwater crocs are like twenty four feet long. Hmm. A 24-foot-long fucking dinosaur. And they actually hired hunters to come in to kill these crocodiles. Because these crocodiles were waiting down by the river. Waiting for people to go down to the river and do whatever it is that they do at the river. And then just fucking snatching them and eating them. Yeah. Uh, So they had literal dinosaurs preying on their village. And they're just like, they've had millions of years of like evolution to just be yep. like the ultimate predator like did you know like the little ridges on their back you know how they have those like they're perfectly designed for them to be able to go under the surface of the water without creating a ripple yeah like that's i did know that's that. bonkers yeah um, it's fucking nuts isn't it i think that facts they true, also but... the also the other thing about um crocodiles and alligators is the bite power of a crocodile is so much 
that they can literally bend steel wow. with their bite. But here's the other thing. You can hold a crocodile's mouth shut with an elastic band. I did hear that, yeah. You could just but you can't keep it shut. You can't prop it open with a stick. You can keep it shut with an elastic band, but you can't prop it open with a stick. Crazy. It's nature, man. It's fucking awesome. So that yeah. Frightening beasts. Frightening beasts. Oh man, they scare the shit out I'm of me. I'm not sure if I'd want to live in a country where there is such frightening beasts near any body of water that you might well, go I near know by. full well I fucking wouldn't. <clears throat> Fancy a dip in the creek? No thanks. No thanks. In fairness yeah. though, you know, it's only relatively small parts of what is an enormous country, right? Anyway, is it time? Is it time? Is it time for second beer? It is. It is. It is. I've just pulled mine out and shown everybody the brewery. You have. I'm going to hide mine behind my my kidney lid. <laughs> Your kidney lid. Oh, that was uh-huh. that was impressive, mate. So, so everybody knows that my second beer is from Harrison's Brewery because they've just I seen didn't it. See that? Yeah. Yeah. However. What you won't know is anything about the beer if I show you the front. Uh, you've got one of those special limited edition oh, only yes. a few people in the country are going to get to try beers. Yes, and to be fair, he sent me two cans of this and I've already had one and it is fucking amazing. Is it? But go on. Oh, yeah. yeah man. Right, well, you best tell us all about it. It's also stronger than yours. Is it? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, I need to get in. <laughs> Come on, I want to know about this beer. <laughs> well, this particular beer is made by Harrison's Brewery. <laughs> Where's Chris gone? I've another chipmunks. Now, so this particular beer is made by a friend of the podcast. Harry Brew at Harrison's Brewery. And this is one of his... Oh, shit. Oh, dear. It's growing. Was it a bad pour? Sounds like it. <laughs> I really wanted to see that come out your nose. <laughs> but don't do that. That's... The most disturbing thing I've seen for a while. Uh, and Oh, this is going to go all over my desk. I might as well just accept and it. And I look at some disturbing things <laughs> on a regular basis. Hashtag Top Girl. <laughs> no, mm. I don't regularly look at that. So, this is one of Harry Brew's Victoria's Secret and my favourite Simcoe 7% IPA with verdant yeast. And the hop flower enzyme. Uh-huh. Okay, so this was one of the trial batches that Harry did that he sent me in a massive crate of beer that I ordered. Uh, uh, d- when he said, "Are you sure that doesn't say hop flavor, not hop flower?" I reckon it says flavor. No, the enzyme's called the hop flower enzyme. Oh, is it? I've I've got twenty mil of it in here. Oh, it's stand corrected. Yeah, it's, please, it's sold by. Please proceed, sir. God, what's it got? I would like a flake with this, Adam. Yeah, please, mate. Um, and it's still growing. It's getting bigger. 
That's a terrible point. Are we still talking about the beer? <laughs> yeah, look at this. Dirty. So, portrait. Port- it is portrait. dirty. Apologise. Um, so, it's Vic Secret and Simcoe, and um, oh, it's a fizzy motherfucker. But this is... This is the biggest beer I think I've drunk in a very long time. 7%. Uh, aside from the 11% MPI in the last actual podcast that we did. So, cheers, lads. Um, if I can actually get any beer out. So, this is a IPA. I mean, it's borderline dipper at 7%, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's IPA range, I think. It's borderline. borderline. Call, yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, let you off on borderline. To, to be fair, it's probably the fucking... It's like a triple IPA to me. It's thick. Is it? It's coating. It's quite heavy on the alcohol for me. Because I'm not a big alcohol guy. And it's... Boatloads of that tropical smash you in the face with a fucking paddle flavour um, very little of that cat piss kind of thing I'm getting something which could be considered dank um, I don't know what he I, I think he might use Columbus possibly for the for the um, for the bittering on this mm. but this is it's one of those beers where I'm not a massive fan of huge beers okay normally five five and a half is pretty much my limit I could drink quite a few of these because it hides the alcohol so incredibly well. It is quite brown, you're right, but I think that's just a shitty pour and crappy light because if you if I hold it up there, it's orange. Um, there's there's no oxidation in here. Yeah, I could tell you that I was, one. For I was free. wondering just by the by the visual of it. No, no. But, um... Well, if I if I turn that round. Oh, okay. There's no oxidation. So it's probably so right? it's a it's a probably a. A hazy beer, but maybe on the darker range of hazy beers. It's very orange, but there's no oxidation at all. Straight fruit juice. Nice. Like, straight fruit juice. Hides the alcohol incredibly... I mean, look how much I've smashed already. Straight fruit juice, bags of mango, bags of pineapple, bags of that tropical thing. Um, Vic Secret, for me always 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 gives me it gives me a lime kick it gives me just a bag of fruit there's mango there's like i'm getting hints weirdly enough of papaya mm. it's, a, it's a very 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 good flavor really nice quite strong um it's it's one of my favorite beers that harry sent me so far and I hope to God he puts this out for like for general release because this is an absolute banger. And Vic Secret is, I mean, Richard Brooks has just said VS is awesome. Vic Secret is rapidly becoming one of my favourite hops in commercial beers. What do you reckon? Like, what does it bring, Vic Secret? Do you reckon? I think it brings lime and papaya. Really, which is great because I. I went to a restaurant that served Guam food. Okay, you know, like Guam, that tiny little yeah. island. U.S. Um, U.S. Navy base. 
it, it is a US Navy base and they had some they had some Guam food. I was in London and basically Guam food has lots of uh unripe papaya, so green papaya, mm. lime and it has peanuts and it has other stuff and I thought it was fucking it was so good. I had four main dishes, not just cuz I'm a fat bloke, but because I really enjoyed the food. Wow. I get papaya, I get lime, I get a little bit of like just imagine a tropical fruit platter. I also get, weirdly enough, uh, I'm getting kiwi fruit. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, like a ripe or an unripe kiwi. A really, I'd never eat unripe kiwi. So a really ripe kiwi, getting that kind of flavour. Yeah. It's nice. It's fucking stunning. And to be fair, at seven percent, it ain't gonna last very long. I'm trying to remember what a nice ripe kiwi smells it tastes like. It tastes like a kiwi fruit. It's borderline citrus. You know, I said, you know, like, <clears throat> I'm going to go tangent here. Like, no, yeah, not you, not me, we? no. But, you know, like, when someone just goes, oh, so, like, well, it tastes like kiwi, and then you go, what? What the fuck does a kiwi yeah, taste like? Yeah, like, obviously, <laughs> I know, like, if I was eating a kiwi, I'd go, yes, that tastes like a kiwi. If you try to sort of like, it's almost like muscle memory, isn't it? It's like a, there's yeah. almost like a, and I found this when I first started brewing and I started first getting into beer. I wasn't a bit clueless in terms of like, when I tasted a beer, I wasn't really sure what I was tasting. and Untrained palate. Yeah, like an untrained palate. But actually, yeah, the palate, the ability to train your palate is the ability to memorise what certain yeah. flavours actually are and taste like, right? So when you go, oh, it tastes like kiwi, you've got to be able to go... So it's important like, when you're eating a kiwi to go, <laughs> like, I've really got to try and remember what this tastes like in yeah. order to be able to go... And, you know, I nearly reviewed a lager. I nearly got a lager out. And I was like, you know what? I I personally have a really hard time reviewing a lager. Yeah. Because you go, oh, you know, it's it's bready, it's crisp, it tastes like noble hops, it's fizzy. Uh, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe there's a bit of variation. I think anyone that like reviews lagers for a living, like hats hats off to you because that's a tough gig the thing about lagers and i'm going to join you on this tangent for a moment the thing about lagers is it's not so much about the flavor it's about the the texture for want of a better term All right so it's the crisp it's the is it dry is it you know does it feel wet is it is it sharp it's that kind. It's the textural thing rather than the flavour thing of lagers yeah. for me. Because there's nothing worse than having a lager that feels wet in your mouth. All right. Not when it's like. Um, so if you have like a, a pilsner, and its final gravity is ten thirteen, mm. when you drink it, it feels wet. Yeah. You don't get that drying sensation. Or like an like an undercarbonated lager. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. When it when it when it just feels when it feels wrong in your mouth, that's when you know you've got a bad lager. <laughs> Whereas a good lager, you're down at sort of ten ten oh six, ten oh seven, something like that. Yeah. 
and I think I think it's the sensation more than it is the actual flavour. Yeah, yeah. I think you could. That you makes can, sense. Yeah, like so. The typically the sweetness. So so some lagers, you'll get like a, a level of sweetness in them. So like if you take for example a Metzen, right? That that Absolutely. is technically a, a, a kind of quite sweet lager style, but that sweetness doesn't come from the final gravity of the beer. But rather no. the additions of crystal malts and the caramels, caramel yeah. malts, right? So I think you're absolutely right in terms of um, it has to be a quite dry style, right? And um, a reasonably low finishing gravity just to give it that crispness. But weirdly, with like a medicine, you can have crispness, but you can also have the perception of sweetness. Absolutely, yes. And you end up with that. That's that's the reason why I love that style so yeah. much. And there are it almost fucks you with your head when you're drinking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there are perhaps a few styles of beer that are a little like that. Um, mm. Alt beers very much alike. Yeah, I'm excited actually. It's brewing alt beer. I'm quite looking forward to that. You've um, got my recipe, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, and I intend to follow it. Um, it's on the it's on the brew list. It's on the brew list. I imagine it's probably number fourteen or fifteen down on the it's brew list. It's not actually, Chris. It's not. Oh, it's right. quite it's quite near the top. I'll tell you. I don't know about you, but I have an awful lot of different brew lists. Um I have one brew list. The brew lists. I've got the hot the brew I've list. got the, the top of the list is the hop tester beer that I need to brew for the purpose oh. of the podcast. Second is the old beer. Oh wow! Third is Hokum Stomp, which I'm gonna do. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna ferment out with Oob. You're gonna Uber it. I'm gonna Uber it. Discuss. I would. I would ever garden it. You see, that's where I went with it last time, and it did actually work really well. But the reason why I wouldn't use Uber is because Uber will dry it out quite a lot. Yeah, but. And it may change your perception of all of those wonderful, roasty, biscuity, caramelly, dark malts. But then you say that the original recipe is fermented with USA 5, which is a clean, relatively high attenuating yeast in itself. So, that was my thinking. do, Do you know the thing, though, Owen? It's your boat, mate. You're going to paddle it. I'm going to paddle it, all right. I had to get that in. You did, and then we got the uh, we've got the live brew day, which we're going to be doing what? the um, the American Red, uh, the um, oh, mate, elusive that's, that's elusive awesome. brewing American Red beer. I'm sitting here, and I've realised I've actually got my is the shed unlocked lighting on, when really. I should be more down around this point for a much more sexy atmosphere. That's perfect. Sorry about that, guys. I, I realised I wasn't looking my sexiest. Doesn't matter. Most most yeah, people most people are listening to this as a podcast. They don't care what you look like. They may not even know yeah, what you look true. like. A lot of people don't think I'm sexy as well. No. Yeah. Shame. Can't win them if all. If only they could see a picture of you, Chris. I'd be beating them <laughs> off with a shitty stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 
No, that's back, back to the beer. beer. This beer is a fucking banger. I'm giving it 8.3. It's amazing. Yeast is drooling based on my description. Yeast, you need to come to the UK and you need to try some of this beer because it's an absolute fucking banger. So, is it... It looks to be hazy. Is it? Oh, very. Is it more like a very. sort of New England? Like, is it more East Coast or is it... Is it got good? I would cut good work mid coast. So it's mid coast. So it's got that softness, but it's got some bitterness to it. It's nice. nice. It the bitterness kind of counteracts the alcohol quite well, and the there's a there's a residual sweetness that kind of comes through on it. It's a really nice beer. I like it a lot. I really do. And to be fair, now it's warmed up a bit. I'm actually getting weirdly a tinge. A tinge of kind of unripe pear. There we go. What does unripe pear taste like? Hmm. It tastes almost like green papaya. Yeah. Maybe. But with a little bit more earthiness. Earthiness, maybe a little bit sweeter. It's nice. It's really nice. I actually, for the record, don't really like papaya. What? Yeah. It's a bit too savoury for me. I really want it to be I'll... like juicy fruit. It looks to be like it should be a juicy fruit. And then you pop it in your mouth and you go, oh, it's a little bit savoury. I like papaya with chilli in a stir fry. Fair dues. I was probably talking more like in the sense of just eating it as a fruit on its own. No, I wouldn't eat it as a fruit. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think papaya's at its best when it's got some... When it's surrounded by overly savoury flavours. Like, papaya and pork go really well together. I can't say I've really experimented with papaya in my in my food. Oh, man, I experiment with everything in my food. Mm. There we are. That's that's the rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, it's you're a rock and a roller. The bottom line is you got to try everything twice. Yeah, true. Anyway, maybe, dude, not always. Come not on, always true. I would say. Hit me up and tell me what you're drinking, cause I'm I've literally I've got a hard on right come now. Come on, say that style that I haven't tried before. Well, I have now tried it because I've had a few sips. Is the tropical stout. Ooh. Yeah, which is a pretty niche style of beer. Interesting, yeah, there, so, darling. So, Let's so go. tropical stouts is pretty much like you're co- you're talking about your kind of Jamaican foreign extra stouts. Yeah, so if, if anyone's not aware, the Jamaicans are huge stout fans, um, but they prefer the stout to be uh, stronger. Um, and fruitier than what your sort of classic Guinness is. So if anyone's ever had, and I think actually Guinness did re- release to the UK market a foreign extra stout or a Jamaican foreign extra stout style of beer. So And they may even still make it. But it was a style of beer that um, I just wanted to try. There you go. So this one is from... Cloudwater, of all people. 
And it is a collab with um, a number of different other breweries. So we've got Second Shift, Rock Leopard, Queer Brewing, Black and Soul, UK Black Pride, um, and it's called Rain or Shine. And I think it is to do with um, uh, raising awareness of uh, black trans people yeah, uh, who are recognised as one of the world's most marginalised group. Um, which, in fairness, uh, is not the reason I bought it. I just saw that it was a tropical stout, so I added it to my basket. But nonetheless, pretty cool that they're uh, representing a cause. Um, so are we, are we talking just just before you start giving us the full deep down and dirty full blown Owen sexy talk? Are we talking a stout with tropical fruit juice, or are we talking tropically hot? I think more tropically hot. I think is probably, okay. or, or it may not even be the hops. It may be the yeast contribution. Wow, what yeast is it? It doesn't say. Um, so I have, I've got no clue, but I'd be guessing it would be some sort of fruity English verdant. ale. Right, so it, it may well be verdant, it may be um, LA3. Um, London L 3 man, that's a good yeast. Yeah, it's a great yeast. It could be could be any one of those. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a taste and see if I can figure it out. But it's a 6.2% ABV beer. Um, oh, man. Wow, 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 wow. I've just had a thought. Go on. Persistently bitter, made with London fog. Yeah. Wow. Putting that one on the fucking list. Where's my book? With, Go on, with sorry, London I interrupted you. Carry fog, on. which is LA3 mixed with May. something. Yeah, I think it's a blend, isn't it? I think it? it is a blend. Oh, I need a fucking pen. I need to write that. Some, somebody send me a message that I need to make. Persistently bitter with London Ale 3. Or London fog, sorry. Do it. So this is described, or a tropical stout is described as having a higher ABV, or typically about a double ABV of a dry stout. Uh, it features a notable, noticeable sweetness, uh, prominent fruity flavours, and um, a dry coffee-like uh, flavours from the roasted barley. And I think Verdant, um, Verdant Cloudwater have done a great job with this beer. Wow! Because you're getting, you're getting that real. Hint, hint of uh, chocolate and sweetness on the nose, on the aroma with the fruitiness, and I don't think it is a hoppy fruitiness. I think it is a yeast fruitiness. I couldn't tell you what yeast it was, so it's mixed. So it's it's mixed. It's mixed in with like quite what is quite a strong malt bill. So I think so. Come on, take a drink. Give us the full hour. Good night. Mm. It's got instantly what you notice about this beer. So it's got quite like a high carbonation. So it's got like a nice fizziness to it. That you wow. so it's it's worlds apart to kind of that milky side or creamy side of stouts. Wow, you know? so, so it's more of the bitter. So it's got it's not so much bitter, but it's got it's, it's fizzier, and it's and it's more drinkable. So it's it, even though it's right. got a perception of sweetness, it's not 
like desserty. You know what I mean? So it's got yeah. So that's what I get first. Someone's found a niche. But it's got a great body to it. And it dries out. It dries out beautifully. It's not bitter, but it's balanced. It's got a fruitiness. It's chocolatey. It's not too roasty. It's more chocolatey, I would say, than roasty. It's not too much of the coffee thing going on. It's just a genuinely bloody enjoyable pint, that. The weird thing is, sometimes people latch onto something like a tropical stout and they fucking hit pay dirt. They really do hit pay dirt, don't they? Mm. That sounds amazeballs, mate. It's a Cloudwater beer, yeah? Yeah. I mean, we need to. We'd... I wouldn't say, like, it's one of those beers that you'd have a sip and go. That's just amazing, you know, or like, oh, that's so outstanding. It's just a really enjoyable pint for for a stout. Um, that's that's Is it ticking the box. That's just that the way? best way I could describe that. It hides its strength wickedly well as well. Very pleasant, but it's quite fizzy. We're both having beers that hide their strength mm. particularly well, that are very fizzy. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. That is. Mm. I'm just going to... So what sort of... What tropicality are you getting from it? I mean, it's not like... It's subtly fruity. Right. So it's not like so it's, banging no, your face. it's not banging you in the face at all. It, it's, Nobody's dumped four tons of fruit puree. No, no, no. There's not, there's not a single bit of fruit's gone near that, and I wouldn't have said that a great deal of hops have gone near it either. It's not that sort of fruitiness that you would get from a uh, from a an American hop or an Australian hop or whatever. Um, it's but it's just got a nice subtle fruitiness to it. That's what you want, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's very, very pleasant. I'm pleased that I've tried a tropical stout, and I think I might even think about uh, brewing one at some point. Mate, I'll be right there with you. You know what I mean? It sounds good. I reckon it might be. I reckon it might be a tricky style to nail, though. I think it's all about balance. I think maybe if you sent an email to Cloudwater, they might help you. They might. They might. Difficult styles are always, for me, the ones I want to pursue. Mm. So it's it's just all about like the the balance is fine, and it's all about finding that balance to get the beer just right, and that is always probably the hardest thing to do, isn't it? I mean, you can make an IPA that has a shitload of hops in it, and it make it taste pretty good, right? Because I mean, people off fucking Homebrew UK can make an IPA with a shitload of hops in it. You know, that's how easy it is. Yeah, and I mean, I'll throw the baby out with the bathwater there with that comment. It's not, it, it's still a challenge to make a really good hoppy beer. 
but ho- but ho- a lot of hops does hide a lot of sins, and I think it to br- to brew does. a beer uh, that 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 brings fruitiness to the beer without a, sh- a, a fuck ton of hops and and get the balance right and still have a nice residual sweetness. Um, yeah, that's trickier. I think that's you've got to know your brewing to get that right. The the difference between a good beer and a great beer mm. is often degrees of change. Mm. It's a small percentage point. Yeah, I agree with that. And anybody can brew a Hefeweizen, but nailing a truly great Hefeweizen will take some time, it will take some effort, it will take some tweaking, it will take some change. I mean, I don't... We all know how many iterations of persistently bitter I've been through before I've got one that I'm happy with. Mm. We all know, well, you guys don't know, you've got no fucking idea because I've never mentioned this, but the number of iterations of the Mertzen I've been through to get one that I'm happy with. I mean, we're talking more iterations of the Mertzen than we are of the persistently bitter. But that's me. I'm a chaser of perfection or a chaser of optimality rather than perfection. I believe perfection to be a to be a false god. I don't believe you can ever truly achieve perfection. No, because ultimately like it's about it's, it's the eye of the beholder, isn't it? You know, and I guess Absolutely. you could achieve a sort of perfection in your own mind, but then what you do find is that that changes over time as well. And it can it, very it can much change does. with seasons and it can change, you know, it's quite variable, so I'd agree with your point about mm. that, but um it you know I'd agree with your point about the Hefeweizen right I mean a lot of people claim and I'm I I I probably strongly disagree with this point that the Hefeweizen is an easy style to make it's fucking yeah, isn't you know they're like oh it's, <laughs> it really so, it's so easy you know and and I'm like well I've tried quite a few times and fucked it up royally so I disagree with that point but to actually make a really good Hefeweizen I think requires. Um, as you say, a lot of, a lot of skill, and uh, to really na- to think, really nail that style. I think to produce any style of beer, to really encapsulate the key features of the style, I do believe is it's a question of of, of small percentage points. Because the difference between a good Nieper and a bad Nieper is maybe 2%. If, you, if you're looking at it as a as a efficiency, effectiveness, um, kind of um, evolution of the style, I think you're looking at maybe percentage points, 3 maybe 4%. Just as a as a to put a value on the the do you add the hops at high crows and do you not? Do you use this yeast? Do you use that yeast? Do you use oats? Do you use maltodextrin? It's it's literally it's percentage points. Mm. The basis of it that ninety percent of what you do is gonna be what everyone else does. It's that ten percent of finality of of tweak, of change, of honing. That's where you really get into a good a good Neeper, and we know that we know people who've nailed it. We know Timmy, for God's sake, we know Timmy. Yeah, and I think like Timmy's like Timmy 
primarily brews that style, right? Like he occasionally yeah. makes a crystal vison or a, an insane impi. a massive impi stout or sometimes I've had beers from him that have just been labelled beer <laughs> and he's just gone he's just gone I'm going to just make a beer <laughs> and I'm not even sure what style it is and I've messaged him and go what, what is it and he just goes it's beer <laughs> and yeah. I don't know it was pro- it's just a, an ale uh, a hoppy ale uh, but anyway, he primarily brews New England IPAs and he has a fuck ton of hops because he obviously like sells them. So he's got access to really fresh hops and he has clearly just tweaked and tweaked and tweaked until he's gotten to his process and his recipes and and the freshness of his product and all of this sort of stuff. He's just got... And he keeps it simple as well. You know, that is I such know. a key, key, key lesson in home brewing is keep it simple, stupid, because it's so Absolutely. easy to overcomplicate. And in fact, that's a good lesson of my experience of brewing Hefeweizen was uh, I overcomplicated it. Yeah, you don't need the step mash. No. You don't need the iterated mash. You don't need anything. Yeah, like I ended up doing like crazy step mashing and then just like massively overlooked like fermentation temperature. I just I, I fermented <laughs> it and like, I know, completely the wrong temperature. It's the wonderful thing about okay. beer is, hey, <laughs> we've all been there, fella. You know what I mean? We've all been there. It's it's one of those things. You 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 can take advice. You can you can have a go. You can read articles, and the bottom line is, whatever works for you works for you. Simple as that. True that. Oh fucking hell! I tell you, the uh, the six o'clock wake up call is really catching up with me tonight. I think, I think one of the things that I like, and I'm I'm going to bring it back to the beer that I'm drinking. I don't really like high ABV beers. I really don't. I don't like them at all. I'm not a big fan. But this one is the kind of beer that I could quite happily sink two or three pints of and then go up to bed. I really could. And I think the thing about pro brewers versus home brewers is they have the ability to tweak and hone faster than the average home brewer. And what I think um, Harry has nailed with this beer is the fact that it is it's fruity, it's balanced, it's tasty. It's got enough body. It's not so heavy that it's chewy, but it's not so light that you drink it like water. This is a very balanced beer, and it it, it blends right into what we've just been saying. Eventually, you're going to hit a sweet spot, and when you hit that sweet spot is where you should stop. If you've achieved perfection for you, for that style, for that beer... You don't need to change. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think go. it's it's all too easy to to have success with certain things within home brewing, and mm. and then overdo it because mm. you've gone, oh, I've done that and it's worked. Oh, so I'll do a bit more of that, 
or I'll do a bit more mm. of that, and then actually you end up taking and it too it far, work. and you know, like, oh, yeah. I added some Munich malt to that beer, and it added like a really nice thing. So I'm going to add, I'm going to just try and do that more, and it might make it better. And then the reality is, you know, it's it's kind of a it does it's kind of all about balance, isn't it? Or or in the case of persistently bitter, adding the amber malt, you know. <laughs> 1.1 kilos of amber malt seems like a lot to some people, but with the way that the beer works, with the conditioning of it, it mellows, it chills, and it becomes this wonderful chocolatey, coffee, kind of toffee-noted thing. It works really well. Sometimes a little bit of time is what a beer needs more than mm. anything more in terms of the malt bill or whatever. Yeah, it's such... It's such, it's, such a fucking interesting it's hobby. It's just a dynamic and interesting thing of beer isn't it it's it's, it's wonderful it's, it, 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 it's it's almost a without just now just talking shit which is actually primarily what we've done for an hour and a half but um it's like a metamorphosis isn't it if, 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 that's a great word know, it, it just goes through at such an interesting journey of beer that it's not just it's yeah. not a static thing you, you you know you brew a beer and you drink it through for the most part like nineteen liters, and you go on a bit of a journey with it, don't you? And, and, you do. and sometimes that journey is quick. Sometimes that journey's long. Sometimes that journey's shorter. That unwelcome. Sometimes it's you don't want to go on that journey anymore, and yeah. other times that journey just seems too long, and the beer comes to a a drainy end. I've got a stout that's going down the drain. It's not still your that that stout that you had that you said you the chocolate and coconut. Yeah, the one you said you were get the drain. No, nah, man, that went down the drain fucking months ago. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a different stout. It was my attempt for my dad at a straight Guinness clone. It hasn't worked out very well. Was that? Ah, it's. it's for want of a better term, it's tart. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not. There's no acidity to it. There's no... Infection? Sourness or anything. No, it was, it's not an infection. Uh, I tried a different yeast. Uh. And the yeast hasn't worked out too well. And I've had probably eight or nine pints over the course of a six, ten week period. And I'm like, this is just not going the way that I want it to. So it's going down the drain, and I've got another beer to make for a mate, uh, and then after that, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be changing the yeast and moving to a different, excuse me, to a different, um, a different journey, let's say. Yeah, I think, um, I think Clive Cutter's got a pretty good Guinness clone. He does. He has an exceptional one, and it's his that I base mine off. I just changed the yeast because I didn't have his yeast. Uh, the most, probably the most important fundamental part of the recipe. It's a bit. It's, it's a yeah. bit like when I uh, when I sort of <laughs> make a video. I think I made a. I think I make a vacant gesture video, and I was like, "Oh, I've made a vacant gesture clone," and then I sort of went through the recipe and went. Oh, actually, you know, I've changed the hops and uh, I've changed the yeast and um, yeah, I sort of changed around with the grain bill. So actually, really, yeah. it's not a vacant gesture clone at all. It's just an no. entirely new beer. Um, 
Or when yeah. we go to the live brew day and we go, oh yeah, I'm going to brew this. And then I've gone, yeah, I've changed the hops, I've changed the It's like tricky. Tricky seems to get these recipes out of the camera book and then go, I'm just going to change fucking everything. <laughs> I'm just going to rebuild the <laughs> recipe. But, but yeah, then... and, and this, you can do that. We're home brewers. We're making 23 litres of beer for fuck's sake. You can change everything. That's true. And call it whatever the fuck you want. That's true. And I think sub to... But then equally it's like, you know, if you're going to clone a recipe, maybe it's just worth doing the recipe first. Clone that recipe, But then yeah. equally... Give it a go. Equally sometimes <laughs> it's sort of like you look at the, the yeast and you go, oh, well, it's that yeast, but I've got a slightly different version of that and I can't be bothered to buy the actual yeast, so I'll just use that version and, you know, whatever. But... You know... Sometimes you just have to pay respect to the man in the ice cream van, don't you? That's true. It is. That's how we roll. The man. Are we done at that then? I think so, yeah. Right, gentlemen. I think that is episode three of the commercial podcast from the home home of the Hop Edition, which is my shed and Owen's uh, broom cupboard. I, I um, I think we need to just kind of... Leave this be as it is. Is your audacity still running? Yes. My audacity is still running. That means shit's working. Happy days. That means we should have some podcasts coming out for you guys very soon. Uh, I've got the one from Thursday to edit, the one from today to edit. I'm going to have a go at editing episode 33, uh, which was me, Tricky, Andy and Owen. Uh, whether or not that one will 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 come good, I don't know. Owen missed like nine and a half minutes of that podcast due to a uh, a setup error. Yes, it is scooter, by the way, Brooksy. Yes, respect to the man with the ice cream van. Um, I think all we're gonna do is we're gonna move forward. Me and Owen, we're gonna keep doing these podcasts because I really enjoy yeah. them. I don't, I don't it's, think, it's I, think nice. so, I would hope that Andy and Tricky join us at some point. Uh, if they're yeah. around, so Tricky was busy, and I think Andy's got some sweet money, uh, sweet wedding money to earn tomorrow. Sweet, so uh, wedding yeah. money. We've already ascertained that he may well be a rent. Well, boy. he's got he's got a um, the brewery somehow, hasn't he? He's got a camera, hasn't he? Yeah. Pornhub. Um, so yeah, we we could uh, we could make all kind of aspersions, but we're not going to because we love our fellow podcast hosts. And yeah, absolutely, Richard. Who needs fucking beards? Yeah, look at Who us. Needs beards. Almost clean shaven. Well, maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll um, talk about pseudo lagers next time. Let's do <laughs> it. Let's do it, man. Yeah, without those bitches moaning about it. So, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we've had a blast chatting about random shit. Um, just to pimp the breweries, Harrison's Brewery. You can buy their beers online. Absolutely amazing. And Wild Child Brewery. You can buy their beers online. Faux show. Slippery Custom is currently available on their web shop. Along with another one which I was going to do tonight. Which is called... I was going to do this one. But I chose not to. Because I wanted to do the Vic Secret one. Insatiable Circumstance. Owen. Oof, caramel Latte Porter. Slightly jealous, and a drinkable mm. ABV oh, yeah. as well. Absolutely, five point one. Um, 
So yeah, um, they've got some banging beers on, and I know for a fact that um, stand up sick. What's the name of that brewery that you've got on your t-shirt? Wildcard. Wildcard Brewery. I know for a fact that a lot of people have recommended their beers. They're fucking fantastic. Omnipolo. And what was your first one? Was that, uh, that the was Italian? From the uh, the brewery called Crack or C R A A K. I w- I'm glad I let you say that because I was going to say wank. That's- but crack, crack's I highly recommend checking those guys out. And uh, if you haven't heard of uh, a small uh, upcoming brewery, Cloudwater, uh, then yeah. go check those out. I joke. They're clearly very popular. Cloudwater are just yeah. here. Oh, by the way, have you seen this? Before we leave this live stream, one second. So, I've got this glass. And I've got his baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where did, where did so there we go. From? Cloudwater. They're amazing. Yeah, the little one's like a super tiny tasting glass. It's mint. Um, check out the breweries that we've been talking about. Send some love to the brewing world. If you've got the cash and you're buying beer, please support breweries because right now at this particular point in time, they need it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much commercial pod three us in done. The bag. In a bag, mate. In the bag. All right, so we're going to cancel this one. Uh, I'm going to stick up the link for the live chat. And I can't remember what the password... Oh, I do remember what the password is. The password is... Remember the exclamation mark or you won't get in. So, the live chat, the after party is going to happen for probably the next 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, I know I've got to go to bed because I've been up since stupid o'clock. And I know Owen's got to go to bed because he's got a Lego. <laughs> Wild times. So, <laughs> Ninjago. Yeah. Um, there we go. So, we're out. Thank you very much for listening. And we will see you soon on the next episode of... The Hop Edition. Later, guys. Take care, people. Bye.